You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 317. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 317. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello, governor. Well, hello. Top of the morning to you. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my love. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good today. I'm ready, doing well. Ready to spit some knowledge at the, the I'm audience? ready to fuck, spit it. Wow. I uh, think... Missy throwback there. That's right. I think you're a little bit excited because you got a new Would You Rather book. I did. Although, I'm not going to have to use it for a while. Oh, really? At You've done a lot of recon? Like two months. I've got two months saved up. Oh, wow. So... But it, it will be good when I get there. Well, I, I'm glad that, that we even started here because I need to issue a public apology. Yes, you do. Because I was doing what I like to call the debilitating eye roll. Like <laughs> an eye roll that it's so bad it, you're going to have to like call out sick. And I was doing a debilitating eye roll at Mr. Smith when he did the would you rather adopt a dog or a cat. And I was like, that is so Boring. Unoriginal. Yeah. I was like, ugh, such the eye roll. And it was so popular in After Hours. It was. It really got some uh, some traction, as they call it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It really did get some solid traction. Yeah. And you know what I loved? What did you love? I loved seeing everybody's animals. Everybody started posting their pictures. I thought that was really cute. It was really, really. There's some great pictures in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. so precious. And, And people are adamant it's like the iphone versus android oh yeah they're like dogs or they're like dogs suck cats Cats. rule yeah Yeah. it's like (laughs) whoa 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 it was it it got a little a little heated everybody just be nice but so if you are wondering what we're talking about we have a private facebook group called the joy junkie after hours club after hours and (laughs) I always wonder if you're with me or if you're like looking on your phone. Come on, if, Smith. If you're going to come through. <laughs> come on, girl. You know me. It's our live sound effect technician, Mr. Smith. <laughs> and what we do every Monday is we talk about the would you rather and, and Mr. Smith kind of cracks the whip and makes sure that nobody's doing loopholes. Somebody tried a loophole of neither. Yeah. And I'm like, then work. don't, don't comment. Yeah. No comment. Then we, then you should just write no comment. <laughs> Or plead the fifth or something right. like that. But yeah, so Mr. Smith will crack down on the loopholes. But it's a really great, beautiful group of people over there. If you are a listener of the show, whether you're new to us or you've been hanging out a while, it is such an incredible community. So if you want to come over and hang out, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It redirects you right over to our little corner of the internet. Everyone's incredibly positive and supportive of each other and... Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So one of the things that actually came up in After Hours, somebody had asked me specifically about dealing with anxiety. And I realized that I had accumulated quite a few more anxiety hacks 
that since the last time I did an anxiety podcast. Hmm. So I thought, why not? I said to myself, self, <laughs> why not do a podcast specifically on anxiety hacks and do all natural hacks? I know that I there are a, a lot of people out there who really don't want to have to turn to traditional Western medicine, and I completely feel you. So this episode is going to be all about things you can do very easily with dietary choices or, you know, simple little exercises that you can do to help curb your anxiety or anxious responses. So stay tuned for that. Before we dive in, why don't we uh, pass the mic over there? Yeah, pass it over here because we do a segment each week that we like to call. Would you rather? And today's would you rather is, would you rather Okay. have a pet dragon Ooh, ooh. Or be a pet dragon. Oh. I, gosh, I don't know. What would you pick? I kind of went off of the... Game of Thrones? <laughs> no. Well, oh. yes, but more of the sadomasochistic approach. Like, do you want to be in control or do you want to lose control? But I just think it'd be fun to be a dragon regardless. But you you wouldn't necessarily have to... Or you're saying, like, if you're a dragon, you'd be under somebody's command? You'd be a pet, Yeah. You wouldn't I mean, have to command, be. You wouldn't have to be. That's true. No, you, you could just like guard a moat somewhere. That's true. Moat garter. Moat garter. That's what dragons are best at. Yeah. Yeah. And breathing fire. Breathing fire. Um, but, but do you get like heartburn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask a dragon. But yeah. Okay. Would you rather have a pet dragon or be a pet dragon? God. And you can pick your size. Oh, you can. You could be massive or you could be tiny. Well, I feel like I would definitely be massive. You would? Yeah. Like, to like, match your spirit? Yeah, to match my massive spirit. Yeah. I know I just feel like I could not be taken out a lot easier. I'd be taken out. Well, okay, so the thing about that is you would be the only one, so you would probably be under government control of some kind. Oh, the hell no. The government would come get you. Hell no. Like, think about it. Oh, I'm going to be a feminist dragon. A feminist dragon. <laughs> And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. What's a, I'd like to. Know I'm gonna slay the patriarchy. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. I, I, I think I'd probably rather. I just really enjoy myself right now in my life. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to stay me. So I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna have a dragon as a pet. That'd be awesome. I don't know the implications of the feeding or the yeah, excrement. Yeah. Well, like, do they just go? Outside, like normal? Do it's Is it question. inside? Like s- It's similar to what taking care of a reptile would be. Okay. So they would eat. I love how you say that, like, with authority. <laughs> well, if you think about it, they are reptilian. They have scales, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Reptiles. But it's just they're, so great. They're in the reptile family. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> it's known, Amy. It's known. Duh. And, yeah, so I still am going to pick Have a Pet. What would you say? I'm going to do the same. You are? Yeah, that'd be so much fun. It would be a lot of fun. Totally. Do you? Uh, what size are you picturing? Um, I'm going with a medium-sized dog. Oh, like, you are? Yeah, like I'm going to go with a smaller dragon. Because then you can fit into smaller places. You're not can you, as obvious. Can you ride it, though, being a giant human? Can you ride that small of a dragon? Uh, <laughs> or is it going to be like you want to try something? That's a good point. I might go with a little bit bigger. <laughs> I'm a, let's go with horse size dragon. Horse size dragon for me. Because you want to 
tricycle makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> big guy like, on a little reptile. Or like a like a big wheel that just cracks oh, me up. To think that, I would break that thing. You would. I would break the pedals right off. The, the wheels are just dunk right off. The wheels on. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So before this completely Goes off the rails. derails, yes. Yeah. We would love to hear what you would rather. Come hang out with us. I also do a training, additional training, where I sound off on questions that have come up from the group throughout the week on Thursdays. So you can get bonus content. Lots of fun community over there. So thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Let's dive into some... All natural, for real, not just pretend all natural, anxiety hacks. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we've got 10 of them because I just said that. <laughs> okay. You did. I did. Was there, is there 10? There, there are actually nine plus one. 10. 10 total. 10 total. Yes. Okay. okay. Okay, so number one, you may have heard me talk about this in the past, but it is to talk to your fear. One of the things that you may not know is that anxiety is an iteration of our primitive fear response. In days of old, for primitive man, if you were threatened in any kind of a situation, you, which was typically a threat to your physicality, right? In days of old, it wasn't like, you hurt my feelings, or I am so afraid that I don't belong. It wasn't really like that. Uh So our fear response was genuinely to keep us alive. So we either would fight if we could, or we would flee. Now, as we've evolved as a species, we now experience our fear response. However, we're not usually in impending doom or danger. For example, we experience fear about somebody not liking us or about not getting a job or about if our in-laws don't approve of us. However, we're not about to lose our life. But primitively, that's what's wired in our body. So we still experience a, a level of anxiety. And what's really fascinating is if you are in a situation where you really want to fight, but you can't, that is typically when the anxiety starts to come in. Hmm. If you want to flee and you cannot, that's usually when depression sets in. Interesting. Which is also why you will sometimes see people who are in the throes of depression who sleep all the time. Oh, yeah. Because it's, how can I get away? Hibernate. How how can I hibernate? How can I leave? Right? Right. So there's all these links to how we've evolved as a species But one of the things that I find the most effective as far as self-talk goes is if you are finding yourself extremely anxious about something, to to start talking to your fear. So I'll give you a situational anxiety situation. So there there are different types of anxiety. I am, of course, not an expert. Everything that I'm sharing with you is completely anecdotal based off of what I've gathered as far as my research in hypnotherapy and personal development. But please know, I'm giving you some holistic options, but I am not a medical practitioner and I'm not responsible for what you do or do not do. Got it? Yes. yes. Okay. So the deal with anxiety, from what I understand, is there is situational anxiety that we all feel. It's common to feel heart palpitations, you know, sweaty palms, racing heartbeat when you're going for a job interview, let's say. Sure. Or if you have to do a presentation at work or if you're going on a date. 
that is what's considered kind of a situational anxious response. Totally normal. It's a part of our body actually saying you're threat, you're in a threatening situation, you're in danger, but you're not really. Right? Yeah, it's your yeah, body yeah. trying to go to bat for you. It's that it's that whole thing of like we don't still need our appendix, you know, <laughs> we don't still need our fingers to prune up, you know, in order to grip slippery surfaces, but we still have those elements left over. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And fear is a piece of that. Anxiety and depression are sort of this new wave of fear, which is really, really shitty. And there are a lot of things that we can do about it. So number one is to talk to your fear. So if you're in a situational anxious experience, like you are going into a job or going into a class that makes you nervous, going on a date, dealing with in-laws, dealing with family, to talk to your anxiety. Straight up talk to it. Like, hey, I know that you are really nervous right now. Uh, I used to do this a lot when I would do theater and go on auditions. Is mm. I would speak to all the physical parts of my body. Because right before I would go on auditions, I would have all the physical symptoms of fear. The butterflies. Butterflies, heart palpitations, sweaty palms, dry throat. Uh, sometimes people get sort of a dizziness in the, in your mind or head. But if you can just say, hey, we're actually not about to be attacked by a mountain lion. I know you're super scared of of your your mother-in-law and she's so overbearing and it causes your heart to race. And I just want you to know you're safe. You're not actually in danger. This might be uncomfortable to deal with, but you are a powerful spirit and you're capable of dealing with it. Thank you so much for coming to my rescue. We're actually not in danger right now. And talking to your anxiety almost as though it was personified. Yeah, it does help. It helps quite a bit. To just, and well, even aside from that actually creating an element of relief, it also distracts the fuck out of your brain. Yeah. Because you're not doing what you're normally thinking, which is, oh my God, what is my mother-in-law going to say to me? Oh my God, oh my God. And you're fanning that flame. Mm -hmm. And, or, oh my gosh, are they going to like what I have to say in this interview? Or, oh, what if I don't get this job? And you're allowing all that anxious energy to take up mental real estate. Take a step back, talk to your anxiety as it is something that is trying to take care of you, but it's not necessarily needed. It's almost like if you... um, like I would do this in in high school. I would like try to defend my brothers, and they didn't really need defending. Yeah. And right. <laughs> but I'd be like, "You fuck with them, you fuck with me," and you know, like I would get all. And my brothers would be like, "Pipe down, like we're fine," you know. <laughs> so that's kind of how your anxiety is. Like it's like, what, what? We're gonna go to bat. We're gonna. It's fight. your inner dragon. It's right. Yeah. It's way to bring it back. You like that? I love that. It's full circle. <laughs> so it's like you need to go. Okay, anxiety. Hey, we're not. We're actually not in danger. It's gonna be okay. We've got this. All right. So number one is talk to your fear. Number two is a cognitive behavioral therapy concept. And it is to stay with your anxiety instead of trying to run from it. Many times when we're experiencing anything uh, uncomfortable, we try to make it stop at all costs. That's why we overeat. That's why we turn to vices like smoking or drinking or drugs. Drugs yeah. or even overworking, overparenting, sure. <laughs> uh, Facebooking, Netflix, whatever you Try name it. Trying to find some control somewhere. We yeah. do something to make it stop. Like, mm-hmm. make this feeling stop. Yeah. And Eckhart Tolle talks about this a lot in The Power of Now, which I will link also in the show notes. And he calls this the pain body, 
where there's this relationship with pain and we don't stay with it and we Hmm. try to run from it. And when we can actually stay with the pain, we can move through and move to the the other side much faster. And he talks about it a lot as it relates to even like physical fitness. When you don't think you can do one more rep, Mm -hmm. instead of being like, I wish, I wish these setups were over just going, Ooh, what would it be like to really feel into all of this discomfort? And obviously there's varying degrees of that, but one of the, the cognitive behavioral therapy techniques is to rank your anxiousness. And from a scale of one to 10, 10 being like you're coming out of your skin panic attack. Okay. So you might go, okay, I've got, I've got this situational thing that's going on and which is really common for a lot of people. And I, I failed to mention too, sort of the opposite end of that is sort of anxiety all the time. And that's something that I would definitely, if you don't have it just in sort of bouts, but rather it's constant. And that's really how mine was. Mine was pretty much constant. I would describe it as feeling as though you were going on stage all the time. That's how I described it. And so I've chronicled my experience with that and my journey with medication and things like that. So that is in another episode that I will link. But if you're in a situation that you have this heightened sense of anxiety, give it a rank. What what would you rank it at? Uh, God, Mm -hmm. I'm at a seven. I'm at a seven. And I'm feeling so freaked out and my heart is racing and I feel like I'm getting really sweaty and my hands are clammy and Bob oh my gosh. sweater already? Mom's spaghetti? That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? <laughs> but saying I'm at a seven. Okay. I'm still at a seven. I'm still at a seven. This is really uncomfortable, but I'm not going to run from it. I'm still addressing that I have all these sensations in my body. Describe what's happening for you okay, I feel like I'm probably coming down maybe like a 6.5. I'm kind of hanging out there, still feeling pretty anxious, right at about a six. You get the picture. Mm -hmm. But you stay with it and you rank it until it comes down. We can't stay really in that super heightened anxious state for a long period of time. We drain our adrenals. We We completely drain our body. So again, think about it. It's your fight or flight response. We're not supposed to be in that all the damn time. Adrenaline is one of the... Uh, major chemicals that that supplies the sympathetic nervous system. So, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. So, number one, talk to your fear. Number two, stay with the anxiety and then count it down. Give yourself a, a ranking and then count it down. Number three, this is probably one of the most effective anxiety hacks and many of you are not going to like it because it takes a lot of effort and it is to do something physical. And this can also be described as completing the stress response. When we are around something that creates a stress in our life, and this is typically a trigger, something that your boss says, something that uh, your partner says, uh, an idea that pops into your head, and then all of a sudden you're feeling like a little bit of a racing heart or just an obsessive thought pattern, even if you remove the stressor, like you're no longer in front of your boss, you've gone home for the day, Mm -hmm. or you're no longer in a heated conversation with your partner. We've removed the stressor, but we have not eliminated the stress from your body. So you have to do something to expel it, to get it out. The easiest way is to do something physical for a minimum of 20 minutes. 
running, jumping jacks. I'll even tell people like if you're at a, in a business meeting that is stressing you the fuck out and you break for lunch, go into the bathroom and do like some, do some jumping jacks some before anybody else. rock squats. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Any Tenacious D fans out there. Yeah. That was a, a reference. But yeah, anything physical. I, I also noticed this it can be really helpful if you have even like a trampoline in your backyard, something like that, where you can just bounce around. Moving, jarring your physical energy can be incredibly helpful. Hmm. And it can be any type of physicality. You could do yoga if you want. Typically, higher intensity is is better, but anything anything can help. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the nervous system loves vibration. Ooh. So, anything that has a vibratory feel to it. Oh, I've got some ideas. <laughs> you do. Well, oh, I, I thought you went I thought you went dirty on. I it. did go dirty. Oh, you did. Okay. It's good vibrations over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, th- something that I have se- I have advised people in the past is sometimes masturbation can help. Absolutely, yeah. For you, sure. Um, yeah. you just have to make sure that it doesn't become a vice. That's right. For for it. Yeah. And where you feel like you are reliant on that uh-huh. when you're like going to meet your boss in a restaurant, you're like, oh my gosh, let me just bean off real quick here right, right. before I go into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, yeah, you don't, you don't want it to become a dependency, but. Or in the middle of an interview. Don't want to do that either. That, you definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, wow. Explicit content for a reason, That's right. folks. Do something physical. I also noticed this happened for me when we went to the fair and I was feeling really, really anxious. And then I went on a ride that jarred the fuck out of me. And I was like, well, that's all I needed. And I just felt so much better. Nice. <laughs> but obviously we can't just <laughs> yeah. go on a ride yeah. frequently. Go to your local roller coaster and just hop on. Hop on. Yeah. It's, but we can go for a run. We can do some jumping jacks. We can do some high knees, stationary. You know, we can do different yeah. sorts of physical activity. And there's a uh, technique called tapping. Yes. Uh, Google that because you can tap on things and that uh, you're tapping on the nervous system in particular places. That's right. That's also called EFT, emotional, EFT, yeah. uh, emotional freedom technique. And that's actually something that they trained us in with hypnotherapy. That's brilliant. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm going to come back to that. Actually. Okay. Okay. So number three, do something physical. Number four, this is another one that I think is up there. And again, you are not going to like it. But three and four are the most influential, in my opinion, to alleviation of anxiety. Number four is consider omitting caffeine. Okay. Yeah. This is something I did about a year ago. Completely changed my life. Yeah. And I would have never thought that I could quit caffeine. Mm -hmm. I've been drinking coffee since I was like seven. I shit you not. Yeah, really? Well, my my dad started me really early before I could even talk. He would give me these little crackers and I would go dunky, 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 dunky. And I wanted to dunk <laughs> saltines in his coffee. Okay. And so I developed a taste for it really early. Wow. And then when we'd be good. I knew that, but I didn't know it. After church and stuff, there would be, you know, like donuts and like little get togethers when like afterward. And I would, as like a seven-year-old, go get coffee. Yeah. <laughs> talk about an old soul. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, so let's talk philosophy. Daddy, let's go to Starbucks. <laughs> Oh, my God. But caffeine, I didn't realize this, how incredibly anxiety-inducing it is. Oh, for sure. Especially if you're already prone to it. 
Oh, it's just, yeah. it just helps me stay awake. It helps me. It gives me a little kick. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It gives you way more than that. So those of everything that I'm sharing with you today, of course, there are tons of different options. But doing something physical and considering omitting caffeine, even if it's scaling down, yeah, could be incredibly helpful for you. Number five, this is also dietary. Up your protein. A lot of times anxiety will be present when you have uh, blood sugar issues. Now, again, this is not something that I'm an authority on, but they did train us on this in hypnotherapy because a lot of times anxiety is the presenting issue that people have. And if you have them consider uh, eliminating alcohol, caffeine, and then hopefully sugars, that's a little bit harder. Yeah, because it's in everything. But at least Mm -hmm. up the protein. Yeah. And have and try it just as an experiment. Have a handful of almonds or some meat sticks or some cheeses or something like that, whatever works for you, and do it every couple of hours. Hmm. Ritualistically. Okay. And try it for three or four days and see if your anxiety is eliminated. That's now if you're drinking every night and you're also, you know, having five cups of coffee, you're probably not going to notice a difference, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, But you've got to start somewhere and you've got to start looking at if you really don't want to turn to a Western, a, a Western, a Western modality that let's just call it a Western. <laughs> a Western? Yeah. I like it. A Western option. Uh, <laughs> a Western modality option, then you might really want to seriously consider this. There's a reason why people pop a pill. Because it is a shit ton easier than going for a run, watching what they eat. But hey, listen, this is a lot better for you. It's a lot more holistic. So up that protein. And it might behoove you to see a doctor about your blood sugar levels. If you have extremely low blood sugar, there's a chance that you do have extreme anxiety. There might be some things that you could do medically there to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to do that, at least consider upping your protein. That is always, and that increases cognitive function too. We know that. All right. Number six. This one is one of my favorites. This is a newer one that I learned in my hypnotherapy training as well. And it's a full body clench and release. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me this one. Yeah. yeah. Where you tighten up your entire body. Like it, it, it's almost like you put your hands in front of you. Like you're squeezing your body as tight as possible. And you do every single muscle as tight, as tight, as tight, as tight, as tight for five seconds. Ah, and then release. And it's a part of that intensity and then drop down. That can be incredibly helpful. And that's a great one that is easy to do right before you go into a meeting right before you have an interview, right before you go on a date, deal with an in-law, whatever, or parents. (laughs) That's funny. And that's extremely easy to do. You can do it in your car. You can do it seated, however you choose. All right. So quick little recap. We've got number one, talk to your fear. Number two is the CBT technique. Stay with the anxiety and then count it down. Count down the intensity. That can be incredibly helpful for full-blown panic attacks too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Number three, do something physical. Number four, consider omitting caffeine. Number five, up your protein amount. Every two to three hours, have some type of protein. Number six, full body clench and release. Number seven, consider meditation and visualization. So you can do all sorts of different 
types of meditation and visualization. The one thing that I want to say about meditation in particular is that meditation is quite simply an observation of your thoughts. It's not as much about controlling your thoughts. So a lot of times people think, oh, I can't meditate because I can't clear my mind. Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. It's about a heightened sense of awareness. Like, oh, there was a thought. Okay, let's push that aside and let's think about something different. It's about really being cognizant of what is flowing in your mind. So when you, so the, what I'm saying is absolutely everybody can meditate and there is quite seriously no wrong way to do it. Right, right. Visualization is a little bit different because not everybody visualizes. Not everybody sees pictures in their mind. Mm -hmm. However, everybody can imagine. So there can be people who tap into what an experience is like, and it's usually more physical. They can remember smells, how things felt. They can visualize how they might be in a situation versus actually seeing a right. picture a, in their a, mind. A physical picture, a, a mental picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people can do both, right? So everybody is different. But this can be really helpful if you want to get ahead of a stressful situation what, that's one of my favorite things to do is to visualize almost like I was watching myself on a movie screen or on a stage show okay. and visualize how I would handle myself in that interview or in that exchange with those family members yes. or how would I behave? How would I describe that character? And I visualize how I would handle myself and that is sort of a preemptive way to get ahead of of all the fear of the what ifs, the what ifs, the mm -hmm. what ifs. That's one that athletes have used forever. Yep. Like picturing themselves winning, picturing the ball go through the hoop, picturing the ball, you know, landing in the guy's hands, whatever it is, they mentally go through that process and it helps it manifest when it does become time. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have heard all with the the whole manifestation concept, like our brain can't register if that's really real that happened yeah. or if that's just an, you know, imagination. Huh. So it's a lot easier for us to bring it into our physical world. Another great tip for vis visualization is to use any time that you're in line waiting for something. Okay. Which we're in line all the time. Yeah, right. For food. So instead of being like irritated at the person in line in front of you, mm -hmm. or if you're waiting at a dentist office or picking up a prescription or whatever the fuck, use that time to just close your eyes and visualize handling anxious situations in a powerful way. Okay. A lot of these things are really simple, but we just don't do them. And then we go, why am I so anxious? Let me just pour some more booze. <laughs> and let me just mow on this chocolate. Ugh, I don't know what to do with my anxiety. And it's like, no, we have a lot of things at our disposal. You just have to actually do them. So of everything that I'm suggesting today, because again, there are 10, that you pick a handful that you want to try, that feel like there's something that you can bite off, a small step that doesn't feel monolithic, all right? So meditation and visualization, getting ahead of or preparing for those challenging situations. Now, number eight is something that you might want to do after or in conjunction with meditation or visualization. And this comes from NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's this idea of connecting the body with the mind and spirit. And in Sanskrit, there is a word that is called mudra, 
And in Sanskrit, it means seal or closure. And you may see this in some yoga practices, and it's basically different configurations of the hand. Uh, And Hmm. it's very prevalent in a lot of Indian cultures and Indian religions like Buddhism or Hinduism, like this. I mean, I'm making pictures for him. The uh, the, the okay sign, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's a ton of different types of mudras, but just putting your finger, your index finger with your thumb and pushing really tightly when you're in a really great, peaceful place or really competent place, when you're doing a visualization or meditation, you press your index finger and your thumb together and then say the word you really want to resonate with. For me, the antithesis of anxiety is always peace. Okay. I like to say peace, 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 peace. Yeah, yeah. And then you're anchoring it physically with the mudra configuration of your hands. And then when you're in anxious situations, you can very discreetly put your fingers together and repeat peace in your mind. It's also a little distraction. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that the physiology or do you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's actually the part of uh, wiring everything together. Like the whole, I always forget somapsychic, psychosomatic, like which goes with which one? Psychosomatic is mind to body. Mind to body. Somapsychic is body to So mind. this would be somapsychic, right? Mm-hmm. Body to mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, but you start psychosomatic. So you start when you're doing the meditation, you go into the mind first. You go into the visualization. And only when you are really concretely remembering or visualizing a time when you were completely at peace or you were extremely confident or at ease in your own body, hmm. then you do the mudra to lock it in. To lock it in, nice. Again, that Sanskrit mudra means uh, seal or closure in Sanskrit, which Does I think it? is okay, kind of cool. cool. Yeah, Ooh, cool. The more you know. That's right. Da, 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 da. That's right. Thank you. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> more singing. More singing in the marriage. <laughs> no. All right. Number eight. Consider holistic practitioners. Acupuncture can be really helpful. Hypnotherapy, I'm a huge advocate for, obviously. Uh, Herbal supplements or Chinese medicine oftentimes will follow suit with uh, someone who is an acupuncturist. Uh, Tapping, like you said, emotional freedom technique. This is something where you tap on various uh, meridians in the body uh, while you are saying something. And uh, for instance, I did one when I was learning it in hypnotherapy around my fear of flying. So you tap on these various areas saying this fear of flying, this fear of flying, this fear of flying. And I swear to God, the last time I flew, I had no anxiety. I could not believe it. That's crazy. I was like, what? How did this? And I was just doing it along with the lesson. It wasn't like I did a full on session. Yeah. And, and the example they were using was fear of flying. And I was like, holy shit. It totally worked. So (laughs) you might want to look up EFT commonly called tapping. There are uh, practitioners who can help you with it. There's YouTube videos that could be helpful for you. All sorts of awesome stuff there. Number 10, find hobbies that release your anxiety. Now, this can really depend on what you're into. Nature, we know that actually being around, there was a scientific study, and I, I don't have the information on it, but I remember listening to an NPR broadcast about it, where this woman had studied how pe- how happy people were dependent on if they were immersed in nature or if they were immersed in sort of a metropolis with lots of cement around them. And they found that no matter what 
the socioeconomic demographic, no matter if you were poor, rich, no matter what your race, creed, ethnicity, none of that mattered. Overwhelmingly, everyone was happier and more at peace when they were surrounded by trees and nature. Oh, yeah. I know I am. Yeah. I know I am. Oh, I know I am. (laughs) So absolutely get yourself out into the earth, get your feet on the grass, be around nature as much as you possibly can. I know that for me, even just getting out and walking my dog or seeing the gorgeousness in our backyard is incredibly advantageous for me. Nature, you could also get involved in in something art related, doing woodworking, doing coloring. I love doing mandala coloring with my gel pens, which I'm a huge fan of gel pens. Yeah, but any type of art mm-hmm. can be an incredibly cathartic. Again, we're using that that mind body connection. We're doing something physical with our with our body. Music can be a huge hobby for people. Dancing, singing, playing a musical instrument, that can be incredibly cathartic mm-hmm. and to help you curb anxiety. Yeah. And making it something ritualistic or or habitual. The same way I would say do the same thing with meditation or visualization. Sure. Make it so that music or art or nature or a hobby is a part of your schedule so that you have built in stress relief constantly. Yes. That's great. So there you have it. 10 anxiety hacks. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, talk to your fear. Let it know that you are really appreciate coming to your rescue, but you've got it and it's going to be okay. Number two, try staying with your anxiety, ranking it, and then counting it down until it comes down to a five or lower. Hmm. Number three, do something physical, a workout, jumping around, bouncing around, anything that you can do. Just to alleviate a little bit of that stress and that anxiety. Number four, consider omitting caffeine. And I really want you to hear me on that. Like genuinely think about it. And I was she. I was the one Hmm. who would never, I'd be like, fuck that. Like I can't give me all of the caffeine. Give me an IV. You know, like Uh. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I, and I still miss it tremendously, but I do not miss the anxiety. That's for sure. Number five, up your protein at least every two to three hours. Have some sort of small snack. It can just be a handful of almonds. Number six, try the full body clench and release, especially when you're in sticky situations. Number seven, try meditation or visualization, especially if you're stuck in line somewhere, but not while driving. Number eight, try working with a mudra to seal or close in how a really powerful emotion. So you only want to do that again, guys, you only want to do that pressing of the index finger and the thumb when you're in a place you want to remember, when you're in a soft, tranquil, quiet, peaceful, or confident, powerful place, you want to lock it in at that time. And then you use it again in the future when you need to call upon it. Huh. Number, where am I? Number nine, Consider holistic practitioners. And number 10, find hobbies that help release anxiety. Now, I did mention earlier that I've done a couple of other podcasts specifically about my journey with anxiety. I still am quite open that I've chosen a Western medicine. I'm open to changing that in the future. But I I also think that that's a very viable natural or non-natural option. Uh, depending on where you're at. So I will link to those in the show notes if you're interested in checking out those other episodes. 
And even things like marijuana can be a natural option. There are, when I've dug into it, there are some studies that say that it can actually make anxiety worse the longer that you use it. It depends on the strain, too. It definitely, Mm -hmm. depending on anxiety or um, indica versus sativa versus hybrids. But do your research. But all of the things that I mentioned today can obviously be done very simply with just good old-fashioned fucking gumption. Yeah. So I am sending you so much love. I'm hoping that this has been helpful for you. And please know, if you have anxiety, you are not alone. It is rampant and out of control. (laughs) So I'm hoping that this gives a little bit of relief to some of y'all out there. Me too. Anything you wanted to throw in the mix, babes, before we end? No, I think I think you did a great job of covering everything. All right. Well, we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out.